This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Just because I'm, an, I'm a just natural, curious person, I should have just said, hey, what, you know, what are you doing? No, I mean, I'm not a cop or anything. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> hey, and, just want to let you know, know, I'm not a cop. Just I just want to know, what are you charged? What are you charged for this? Oh, my gosh. We can't use any of that. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we, let's start the show, but let's, um, we're going to, let's have a, let's talk about something else before we do the ad read, okay? Yeah, no, listen. Uh, we'll, come, we'll circle back to it. You know, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, Sports Adjacent brought to you by, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Wait, can we can we let the person that Tony was talking about sponsor us? Uh, well, I'm Russ. I've not known you to turn down anybody's money for the advertising <laughs> on this show. So. <laughs> Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Russ Dorsey. Uh, that is my partner in crime, Jason Leisure. Just getting back, fresh out of L.A. Um, and my straight man, out of Tony, Compton, baby, sh- straight out of like Burbank. Um, yeah, and then my guy, Anthony Gill. Uh, taking care of our pristine audio on Sports Adjacent. Uh, as always, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Obvious Shirts, our fine friends. If you need something from our collection, uh, they just dropped free Justin shirts uh, for Justin Fields. There they are right there. As you can see, um, you can get 10% off and free shipping using our promo code adjacent10 on obviousshirts.com. Uh, yeah, you are definitely you give me give way more of a Pasadena vibe. I love Pasadena. Have you ever been there? I have. I have been I, there. I got some friends in Pasadena. You like it or no? Um, I I like L.A. Like I rock with uh, all different parts of L.A. So Burbank, L.A., Santa Monica. Like I like some all good places. I I love yeah. just driving around out there. Like I love the scenery is so good with the mountains and everything like that. But even just like. 
They have all these crazy bridges and tunnels. I don't know how they don't have more accidents getting on the freeway on the 110 because it's like they're not really like ramps getting on. They're just it's a quick turn. I thought the tr- that thing's really windy and curvy. Like I, you can't always see what's coming. Did you rent a car out there? Yeah, you have to. I don't know how you get around to L.A. without a car. <laughs> I Ubered every day I was out there, but I can understand why having a car was easier. But it's like traffic and stuff. I didn't want to get caught up in that. Oh, that's part um, of the fun, Russ. That's part of the experience. Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Catch this Uber. <laughs> um, yeah, so you just got back from L.A. That's I'm currently in Philly where it's interesting. Like I was in an Uber today, and the guy had uh, – Philly sports talk radio on and you would have thought delightful you would have thought that the Philadelphia Eagles had just like won a playoff game or something because the way they were talking about the high-flying Eagles and Jalen Hurts after one game rolled high that's right you would have thought that they did something like super amazing but they beat the Atlanta Falcons who are not a good football team so but it's cool yeah so been enjoying Philly. It's been cool so far. Why are you Michigan? Uh, the Cubs are playing the Phillies this week. Does Does anyone else know that? Besides, I'm. You? Uh, yeah, I know you. You're with the funnies tonight, sir. But yes, a lot of people know. Well, I know the feeling because I've covered many uh, <laughs> Dolphins Browns games or whatever of that <laughs> level, where it's like, hmm. Nobody outside this stadium really knows that this is happening. Hey, man. Uh, two and a half weeks left. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then, then playoff time. One of the things I like about L.A. is I have a lot of re- – I've been there so many times now for work going all the way back to when I covered the NBA that I have all these places I like to eat out there. And I have a sushi place in particular that I that I always go to when I'm there. It's my favorite sushi place anywhere in the country. And I went there uh, Saturday night before the Bears game. And I wonder if you've had this experience. I know you have a more hmm, wide-ranging social life than I do when you're on the road. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, I, I do have I have friends in a lot of c- cities around the country, Jason. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you go to college, that's what happens because everybody's not from the same place. That's right. Yeah. And and I have friends who are other reporters that are in different cities. I don't know what you're getting at here. Exactly that. Uh, but do you ever <laughs> I mean, how often do you end up eating by yourself? Because I think, uh, a lot very- of, I think that's kind of like you're just at a restaurant and you I mean, you're out by yourself. You're gonna eat by yourself sometimes. That happens to me a lot, at least. Uh, I, I'd actually rather like, I, I don't know, maybe half the time. Okay, so you definitely know this experience. I think where you're either eating at the bar because if it, if you're at a if you're by yourself and you're at a popular place in Brooklyn or L.A. or whatever, I mean, that's the easiest way to get in quickly and not have to wait for a correct. Person. Just spit and eat the same food at the bar. Um, but. You get seated next to people one way or another. Whether you're at a table or at a bar, you're going to probably get seated in very close proximity to some other people because they're trying to jam as many seats, as many seats and tables into these restaurants as they can. And so I went to this sushi place that I love out there, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to just sitting here by myself, you know, keep my phone in my pocket and just like really enjoy the food, enjoy the experience. I'm like I know you've talked about doing that before. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I get seated at this table where I'm sitting there by myself. And then there's a table of three people already seated um, right next to me. I mean, six inches between the two tables. So it's going to be impossible for me not to uh, be kind of a spectator on their conversation, which is not really what I want. And I assume also not what they want. It was a guy and two women and I couldn't tell what the dynamics were here. I, the guy had to be the boyfriend of one of the two women because uh, I don't know how he would have sat through all this if he wasn't. Um, but they're going on and on and on about all of their uh, interesting parts of their dating lives and past dating lives and ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and there's no way I cannot listen to this. It's going on right next to me. Now, they used a lot of young people phrases that I now know. Okay. One of the women was talking about getting flued out, and I was like, "I know that one." That's that's a uh, it's an LA term for sure. Yeah, and uh, she was also talking about somebody else commenting on her Instagram post that she looked like a snack, and I'm like, "I know that one. I, I learned. I've learned that <laughs> in my you. touring sessions with Russ." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, I I just I know. Wait, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you can't. You can't you can't just be like I don't, uh, you can't tell the server like hey I don't want to sit by these people. Did you hear did you hear I, what her I, did you hear what her IG was? Uh no, I don't know how to put you in contact with her Russ. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Funny guy. All right, Russ, time for sports. I mean, this is called the Sports Adjacent Podcast. You know, every now and then, we, we have to, like, it, have like, a sports type of thing in there. Yeah, so we got to throw it, one in just so we can yeah, keep calling it in there, you know? I got you. Football weekend, NFL opening weekend. I don't know what week we're on in college football. Seems like they've been playing since 4th of July. But right. uh, I've, got, I've got a handful of important things that we need to cover here. Okay. And you can pick what you want to do here. I've got Ronnie Harrison of the Browns getting into a physical altercation with one of the Kansas city assistant coaches. I, I still don't even know mm-hmm. the guy's name, but I'm sure it's one of these articles in front of me. Uh, Houston Texans still trying to trade Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer still kind of a maniac and a cat dangling from the upper deck at the university of Miami game at hard rock stadium. Wh- which of those, if we, uh, if we got to pick one, which one would you like to start with Russ? Can we discuss uh, the cat in your former stomping grounds in, in Miami? Yes. Let's get to the cat. Yes. <laughs> you, I'm sure you saw the video because the entire world has seen this video of a cat. Now I, I don't know about you being at baseball stadiums. But I, I've seen cats in football stadiums during games plenty of times. And it's not like every week, but I've seen I've seen a cat running around on the sideline. Like they they get in there. Cats get in places just like mice do. You never seen a cat running around in the outfield or anything like that, or in the bullpen. I mean, I've seen it like on ESPN, but like never in person. It's never happened. But I imagine sometime soon it happens. So I, but I don't know how a cat got to the upper deck because that's that'd be quite a journey. I mean, you got to like, yeah. go up a ramp or an escalator to do that, I think, if you're a cat. But anyway, this cat is it somehow has gotten to the upper deck mm-hmm. and somehow has gotten itself to the edge of the upper deck, like the advertising digital boards that are like, you know, if you fall from that, you're going all the way down into the lower bowl. And this thing is hanging there for by by its paw, like in some netting, it looks like. 
Uh, I read later peeing all over the people underneath. I mean, he was scared. (laughs) That's exactly what I would be doing, by the way. (laughs) I would be doing the same thing. Look, man, Uh, if if you slip, you're going to the big stadium in the sky. So (laughs) I can imagine. I'll be honest. I did a little just watching the video. It was was rather shocking. Like, you see a kid, somebody, somebody. You're thinking it's a person, like, there, like people did think it things. was a kid. Some people like, oh my god, a it's a kid hanging from, yeah. but like, oh, that's a furry thing. So what happens is that this this takes over the game, and the fans in the stands are noticing this. And there's a guy. I was reading this story in the Miami Herald. There's a guy that brings uh, a, an American flag to every single UM game that he goes through, and this became the like fireman's net that they're going to catch this thing in. They take the American flag, you know, not very big. I mean, I, I thought this was pretty impressive that this many people cooperated uh, and pulled this off, you know, just amateur firemen out here. And the cat inevitably falls and they catch it. They catch it in the American flag. It's that I can tell it was okay. Cause they're holding it up in the video, like lion Kings and, <laughs> and everything was fine. But that was the most amazing thing that happened in all of college football over the weekend to me. I, I think, well, one, people care about animals more than people. So they were going to catch that cat. Now, had it been a kid, kid probably goes to the big stadium in the sky. <laughs> Who knows? But, <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty cool to, like, watch that on, on Twitter and, and see them catch the cat. And then they're holding the cat up like Simba after uh, after it's all said and done. But I'm glad the cat's okay. The cat, after they got it, was uh, – I, I was reading a story today. They can't find the cat. They're looking for the cat. I don't know how it – they had it. That's the most ungrateful cat of all time. Well, yeah, it started uh, biting and clawing at people because that's what cats do in almost any scenario at all, even with people they like in their own home. Should have threw it. That's not going to go over well, Tona. No, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> By punishing an ungrateful animal? There was a uh, there was a <laughs> this story gets crazier because like and you wouldn't think that it could because like I read I, I we all saw the video and then I'm looking around like so, you know somebody did a story on this you know somebody down there went and tracked these people down and they did of course and uh, they there was a a University of Miami student Amelia Weiss or Weiss that was there that uh, had worked with animals before, like maybe at an animal shelter or in a vet's office or something. And this cat, after it pees all over the place and then falls from the upper deck to the lower deck and they catch it in the American flag and they hold it up to celebrate for the entire stadium. Uh, Even like, even one of the coaches said he could tell something was going on and saw this during the game. And then the cat claws and bites at everybody. This student, this sophomore at UM, Amelia Weiss, uh, notices that the, the cat's hips are dislocated from whatever it's been through and is like, you know, clear out, guys, I know how to fix this, and pops the cat's hips back into place. <laughs> that's it, pretty it cool. wilder and wilder and wilder. That's, the cool part about that is that sounds like some football stuff, like David Montgomery, like hit one of his fingers popped out or something during that game, and they pop it back in. Like <laughs> at a football game, a cat. It dislocates its hip like Bo Jackson, and they just go pop that joint right back in. That's cool. My favorite part of this story, Russ, and this is from uh, the, the one I'm reading. There's a, I, I read a story in the Miami Herald about this, and I also read a story from uh, 
WPLG, shout out to Channel 10 because I used to do some stuff with them down there. But uh, the last line of this story right here is the three students who were bitten spent Saturday evening receiving rabies vaccines just in case. (laughs) Three students were bitten after saving this cat. Russ, the Houston Texans are still trying to trade Deshaun Watson. Are they? And uh, what they want in return is basically everything. What they want, what the trade haul that they're asking for, and this report came from uh, from ESPN. I, I I don't know if it was Schefter or Mortensen or whoever, but the the haul that they're looking for is basically along the lines of um, just let's pretend these assault allegations are not happening. Six, a combination of six players and picks. For I Hall. just they. They're operating like they have leverage. <laughs> they are. They really are. <laughs> like they're operating. It's always like been the weirdest have, thing about this, right? It's like they're yeah. When the FBI is involved, you don't they're, have leverage anymore. They're sending him out the way a baseball team does when a guy is rumored to be traded. Like just sit, you know, hold him out so he doesn't get hurt today. Yeah, like that's he's... not the reason that this guy's not playing. <laughs> right. Guy's not even dressing on Sundays, so. Uh, unclear whether it's one player and five picks or two players and four picks. And by picks, I assume they mean first and second rounders. And by players, I assume they mean starters. By picks, you know they mean first rounders. Yeah, I think they're looking for, well, four? <laughs> four? It can't be four firsts, but it might be three. Like three firsts, a second, and uh, two equivalents of Roquan Smith or something like that. For, Desha- for Deshaun Watson, who is about to go the entire season without playing. ESPN reported that uh, the, bill- the sources around the league believe that Houston GM Nick Casario will not trade Deshaun Watson for anything less than the six combined players and picks. That is called a bluff. Well, it looks like he's going to sit for six, 17 weeks now. So um, I don't want to say good luck to them because they've kind of put themselves in this precarious position but yeah they're 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 gonna be lucky if they get you know a bag of chips for deshaun watson when it's all said and done do you feel bad for casario or david cully that they definitely not cully well i mean you don't feel even a little bad for him like he no he kind of he kind of knew what he was getting into but it's like this guy's this guy has no chance Cully's the David dude. Cully who, is going to win like five games a year for three years and get fired when there was no. Oh, way. I'm thinking. I'm Nobody thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Cully is the president, dude. No, David Cully is the coach, and Nick Casario is the GM. The but GM. Casario, yes. I, I believe Nick Casario took the job. At the time he took the job, Deshaun Watson was demanding out, but had not had any of this. Correct. Surface. So he did not know. He thought right, Casario so, thought he's inheriting a bad team, but with a major asset that you can either play or trade. I feel bad for those two guys, but not for the guy who's above those guys. Whoever their current president of football operations. Yes, he's terrible. He yeah. sucks. Well, he seems to have run that into the ground, but um, I, it's it somehow has gotten worse. But I saw that they won. I saw some somebody tweeted that like all the new coaches had won in their debuts, and I was like, Terod Taylor, even the Houston coach. And then I looked it up, and it's because they're playing the Jaguars, so it made sense. Yes. I like Tyrod Taylor, actually. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I thought that he was so underappreciated when he was the Bills quarterback. And I remember talking to people, talking to defender, defensive players in the Dolphins locker room, 
and they were saying Kirk Cousins is getting all this money. Oh, we would love to play Kirk Cousins. Playing Tyrod Taylor is a problem. Playing Tyrod Taylor is a lot of work to get ready for that and to deal with all the different things that he does. I always felt like Tyrod Taylor was a guy who just wasn't, if he had been put in a great situation, would have been a great quarterback. He literally, he, uh, he should sue murder. the chargers. Yeah. Somebody tried to murder him. He should sue the chargers just to get to Justin Herbert. He probably did sue the chargers. Didn't he? No, they said that he wasn't going, but like they punctured his lung. Yeah, they did. Boy, I I'm suing you. And you're gonna have to oh go bankrupt when it's all said and done. What you puncture my lung, I lose my starting job, and I'm I don't have a job the next season. I have to go somewhere else next. What boy, I'm suing the pants off the Chargers. Well, he's a quick forgive, Russ, and he seems to have moved on just fine. He's a starting nah, quarterback or nah, was at F least that. for the Texans. Nah, man. Nah. They beat the Jaguars. That's the explanation. That's like that's the answer to the riddle of how Houston won in David Culley's debut. It was because they were playing the Jaguars. <laughs> Urban Meyer, the uh, the star college coach, it has been, uh, according to the report from CBS's Jason Locke on Fora, going absolutely nuts in Jacksonville. Like, sounds like a horrible place to work. Sounds like a guy who is not – really ready for what he's about to encounter because the what I'm what I'm reading here is that he was threatening people's job security and uh, taking over position coach drills in practice out, out of rage because they had lost preseason games this is a report that came out before they went and lost to the Texans and I gotta tell you man I don't think Jacksonville's a playoff team this year so I'm thinking it's gonna be a very long 17 or 18 weeks for Urban Meyer of a lot of losses like this how long is it before A, he resigns due to health concerns or B, resigns due to health concerns and then becomes the next coach at USC? Uh, health concerns slash to spend more time with his family. He has health concerns. He really does. He's not making that stuff up. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. But he has, he has major health concerns, but they, 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 he seems to have a handle on it when he wants to. Correct. But uh, there's, I mean, the main, the gist of what Jason Lacanfora was reporting, and it's crazy to read this now before the, they lost their opener to the Texans, was that it, he really was just like losing his mind over preseason losses with the Jaguars. All they do is lose. That's how he got the job. That's how they, they got him and Trevor Lawrence was from a bunch of losing. When I lived in Gainesville, all we ever got was Jaguars games on TV. So that was just, that was wonderful. We'd well, get Jaguars Browns every rough. other week on local TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Speaking of the Browns, did you see the play where uh, Ronnie Harrison of the Browns got into it with the Chiefs assistant coach? I got to find his name here. Greg Lewis. Yeah. So I, I was watching the play when it happened, um, was watching that game. And the coach pushed first. And it's you know always the second person always gets caught, but you and shouldn't the, be put, the player always gets caught too usually. But yeah, but you shouldn't you shouldn't be putting your hands on people. So I I didn't I didn't see this play because I think I was already like deep into Bears pregame work that I needed to do at the stadium. But so you just hear things about it, and like it's really hard to get the news on Twitter. 
I feel like finding you'll you'll see somebody's trending on Twitter and you'll click it and like the first seven results you'll get will be SMH. I can't believe so and so is trending. It's like, well, that doesn't tell me anything. I, I still don't know why they're. Tw- is it because I'm older? Because Twitter is inefficient <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, someone will be trending, like whether it's Ronnie Harrison or Drake. Drake will be trending, and I'll be like, I wonder what Drake's trending for. Did any number of crazy things happen to Drake? And I'll click it, and it'll be the you know the first result is just some GIF of somebody shaking their head or throwing their hands up. And it's like the text will just say like me when I see Drake trending. It, it doesn't tell me anything. But so I heard about this in pieces. I heard at first that uh, a player on the Browns had shoved a coach. Mm-hmm. And if you just hear that, it sounds crazy. You're like, whoa. And then I hear the coach shoved him first. And so then I'm thinking like, wow, all kinds of things happening. When you sit and watch the video, this is nothing. The entire right. thing is nothing. This isn't right. like Greg Lewis hauled off and shot. I've actually seen that happen before. I saw when I covered University of Florida, I saw uh, the strength coach, which that's a special breed of individual. Usually, I saw him shove a the strength coach of Florida shove a player uh, in um, from Georgia. They got into one of these little classic football, uh, especially college football, like midfield pregame warm up kerfuffles between the two teams. They're hated rivals, Florida and Georgia, and most of the coaches are breaking it up. Jeff Doman, the strength coach of Florida, just shoves a Georgia player. He's in on it. But uh, when you see Greg Lewis in this play, he's, he's kind of like – I don't even know if you can call it shoving. He's kind of like pushing – trying to get Ronnie Harrison out of the way because there's a player down right there in front of him. It's not really a malicious shove. And Ronnie Harrison's shove looks kind of bad, but he doesn't know that that's yeah, not in a the moment, shove. In the, the moment, moment, you don't know. It's yeah. all a lot of nothing. Nobody's hurt over this. Nobody's Correct. like physically injured over this. And everybody's reaction is just kind of what you would expect. I, I, I don't blame Greg Lewis looking at the tape. And unless there's a bunch of different ways that I could, a bunch of different angles that I haven't seen of this. I don't really blame him for kind of elbowing or, sh- or forearming Ronnie Harrison out of the way of, I think it was the Kansas City running back that was down on the ground. And I don't really blame Ronnie Harrison for reacting to a coach shoving him when he doesn't know why on the sideline. And then in the end, it's, it's Ronnie Harrison who gets ejected. And I'm not even saying like, we need to sit here and debate whether it's Ronnie Harrison or Greg Lewis, like who should be in trouble. Nobody should be in trouble. No, I don't think it's a, it's not an ejectable offense. It's nothing. It's not even a finable thing to me. Like one guy was trying to get someone out of the way. One guy was reacting to getting shot. This is something that drives me crazy with football in general. Like it's not apples to apples, but this goes just like taunting for me where it's like, you want these guys to play the fastest, most vicious, most physically painful sport we have. And you want them to play it at 110 miles per hour for four and a half seconds or however long a play lasts. And then when it's over, you want everybody to walk back like they're playing golf. I, I don't know how you can expect that out of people. And on the scale of like emotional outbursts and confrontations that happen between players in a game, this is kind of nothing. This ends up looking bad because Greg Lewis is a coach and he's old and he's not wearing a helmet and shoulder pads. And Ronnie Harrison is young and ripped and furious at that moment. But this is, I mean, this is like, what else do you expect? This is really nothing on both sides.
Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. All right, so the Bears got their ass kicked in L.A. You're uh, taking this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm going to do it today. It's our first uh, ever Everything's Fine uh, with you taking the steering wheel. Yeah, I, I think I needed to. The Bears okay. lost 34-14. Reassure me, Russ. Reassure me. Everything's fine. Uh, well, I don't know if I can do that. I, I know that's what the segment's called, but after what I saw this week, I don't know. But l- let's do this. You want me to give you the template for it? Oh, well, no, no, no. I got it. I, so I'll, okay. I'll give people this is look the bears lost they got blown out in la there i'm about to give you a lot of list of a lot of bad things but everything's fine justin fields on the first drive of the game got in completed a nine yard pass in the red zone also scored his first touchdown he scored six of the bears 14 points in that game which is great for justin fields terrible for the bears offense um But in this game, 13 of 34 to 14 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. These were some of the things that went wrong with the Bears. Okay, so everything's fine, but everything's fine because Justin Fields scored a touchdown yeah. in the game and played a lot more than I think most of us thought he would have. Oh yeah, I didn't think he was going to play. I really didn't. I hate when people are like, "Oh yeah, I expected that." I'd, you know, come on, man. Like it's okay to be surprised by things. So while uh, so that everything's fine because that happened, he's still the Bears' quarterback of the future. However, these are the things that I wrote down that were wrong with the Bears. Tony, this is going to be uh, one of our video clips, so get that ready. Um, the Bears didn't start Justin Fields. The Bears didn't start Justin Fields in the game. Mm. The defense is bad. Mm. The Bears didn't start Justin Fields in the game. And the fifth highest paid free safety in the NFL might not be good at football anymore. The Eddie Bears Jackson. didn't start. The, yeah, Eddie Jackson. The Bears didn't start Justin Fields. Andy Dalton didn't complete one pass over 10 yards. Uh, did not throw a ball that traveled a more completed, than 10 yards. Correct. Or did not complete one, yes. Threw two that traveled more than 10 yards through the air. And one of them was an interception. Ooh. Right? Um, Bears didn't start Justin Fields. I don't know if I... I said that we're already up on that. You keep mentioning that. Well, I think it's the most important. It's the most important thing. So can I just get a quick clarification on that? Yes, sir. Are you, is your issue uh, that that's the player that obviously should be starting a quarterback, but he's not because of something that they promised to another player five months ago before they ever even saw what the rookie could do. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to check. Like everybody at Hallis Hall knows who the better quarterback is. And they keep p- pretending like Andy Dalton starting for three weeks somehow prepares Justin Fields. It's all ridiculous and it's nonsense. Um, the Bears are down to their fourth left tackle. Are you counting <laughs> Tevin Jenkins? I, I am counting okay. Tevin Jenkins, who was option A. <laughs> then Jason, 40-year-old Jason Peters, who's plan B. Larry Borum, fifth-round pick out of Missouri, plan C. And Elijah Wilkinson. Ended up being their left tackle to finish the game. Can, um, I, can I tell you one thing really quick about Jason? Yes, Peters? sir. Because, uh, I well, all right. This was mean of me. But before the game, I was sitting up in the press box, and I was like, 
where's Jason Peters? I want to find him on the sideline with my binoculars. I'm like, I bet he's already on the oxygen tank. Joking. I was joking. No, I'm sure no, he's not he on wasn't. the oxygen. I'm no, sure he's he not wasn't. on the oxygen tank in pregame. No, one. he wasn't. I put on my binoculars. I look around. There he is. Easy guy to find. Oxygen mask right on his face. <laughs> Jay- <laughs> Jason was like, "Yo, let that, me man. find, let me find the left tackle who's the same age as me, uh, right. or near the same age as me, and see yeah. if he's." Br- Breathing oxygen. It'd be was. just like me if I was out there doing pregame warmups and stretches. That'd be enough, and I'd be like, "Where's the oxygen?" <gasps> the the inner the internet would have exploded if you had tweeted that. It felt too mean. It it is it, it is kind of mean. It was, it was fact, a really though. mean thing to say. I was like, I bet the old guys on the oxygen tank. Then you look down, and he actually is. That yeah, dude. I, so they're down to their fourth left tackle. No idea if. Any of those guys are going to well, – obviously Jenkins won't, but, like, we don't know if Jason Peters is going to get better or Larry Bourne will be better by the time they have their game against the Bengals next week. Um, yes or no, Jason Peters will be back fishing and retired again by the time this airs. That's a maybe. Listen, man, I, if he was sucking down oxygen, I don't know, man. <laughs> he might not play see. his way into shape, Russ. Sometimes the Bears do this. Danny Trevathan yeah, okay. did this last year, Robert Quinn. So, you know, sometimes they just play their way into shape, you know? All right. Yep. Keep telling yourself that. Like Everything's fine, though. Um, Bears didn't start Justin Fields. We got a, I still got a couple more here. Uh, and apparently they still hate David Montgomery because Bears running back was the most effective offensive player they had. He showed this – showed looked like the same guy – from the second half of last season that was one of the best running backs in the NFL uh, had 108 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown 41 yard, one yard long to start the game. Yeah. Looked was gashing the Rams defense and they were given Look, if y'all want to run for eight yards a carry, which he did, he ran for basically seven yards a carry, yeah. do whatever you want. Um, and the bears just said, nah, nah we, we're good. I don't, we don't we don't care about running the football. We you want if we're gonna make it work, it's gonna be through the air. You know what's funny? Um, the strategy was like uh, was like an adult playing a child in terms of the the scheming. And here's why: it was we know you don't like doing this thing, <laughs> even though it's your most effective tool. <laughs> but I guarantee you, you're not gonna do it. Even if we let you do it, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Ben was like. Okay, that's, that's what exactly what happened because they were and gassing him for yards. Like David Montgomery had a great game. He There's did. No why he only had what seventeen touches? He had sixteen carries. 16 carries. He should have had a hundred and seventy-five yards on the ground minimum. Yeah, yeah. It I doesn't just take much, Russ. It doesn't take much. Ten point deficit, and they're done with that. I mean, they want to be done with that. <laughs> what ten? <laughs> Three, three-point deficit. You down tie ball game? The, they're gonna just do the second quarter. Right. You're like, forget it. Um, so yeah, that was another thing. Uh, they didn't attempt one pass downfield. You brought all these, oh, we need burners. We need guys that could, we got to take the top off yeah. the defense. You bring in, uh, USA tracks, former sprinter, Marquise Goodwin, along with Darnell uh, Mooney, who you thought was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL last year. And the growth that he made to be the number two, and you let all these people go and, you know, you elevated him to the number two behind Allen Robinson, and you thought you had something there, a, 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 a duo to to work with, and you did not take one deep shot. No play action pass, no shotgun, no 
four verticals, no nothing. Let's just uh, slant route, dump it off to the flat, and ball game. Sad. Sad to see. And finally, last but definitely not least, Andy Dalton had this big old red mustache, and I did not like it. Oh, you didn't? Wow. Everyone always likes Andy Dalton's mm-hmm. hair. That's I didn't like not even an argument. He had like a red push broom on his lip. <laughs> That's what it looks I mean, well, like. What do you want him to do? He's supposed to not have a mustache, or, or like? I mean, some people need to understand. Some people do need to understand that, like, facial hair. Like, not everyone can grow good facial hair. But Andy, Dalton, I get it. He looks like someone who can. Listen, man, if you're gonna have a red push broom, you better throw for 300 yards and at least a touchdown. You can't throw for 206 with no touchdowns and a pick. And have I don't a red get what you're doing broom. here with this. I'm just saying, I didn't like the mustache, and that was one of the 12 things I listed that I did not like about that game the other night. Okay. So that's uh, my addition of everything's fine. So other than those 12 things that you just listed, other than that, everything's fine then? Yeah, other than one, two, three. (laughs) Yeah, other than those 12 things, everything's fine. Bengals on Sunday. Bengals on Sunday. So I was thinking on my flight from Chicago to Midway today, how do we how do we continue to spin our show forward? And I was listening to your hit with our good friend Lawrence Holmes the other day, Jason, where you say we we treat Tony like he's not older than Russ is. And it made me laugh because that's the joke I always make. Like people act like Tony is 17 years old when in fact he's closer to 30. Um, so it's just like, you know, I sometimes I want to give my man's Anthony the benefit of the doubt. Right. I know I give him I give him a, I'm harder on him than anybody, but that's my man's. And, I, and ever since him and Steph got together, it seems like he has been attempting to be an adult. Last week, we covered that he has uh, started showering more often. Right. That's, that's a step in the right direction. That's all we can ask for, right? By the, by the way, detour on this real quick. My mom texted me a couple days ago, and uh, I think it was Sunday, actually. It was yesterday. And she said, did you get the Amazon package I sent you? And I said, no. And she's like, oh, it's related to your last episode. And I'm like, uh, is it a forehead diamond? Because I know we did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I kind of hope it is. Uh, and so I, I have the box here and I'm curious to see what it is. I haven't opened it yet. I just got home. Ooh. The bar like soap. It. What else did we talk about besides showering and, uh, meat peaks and little <laughs> Uzi vert? Yo, that's, that was the whole show right there. That was, that was the synopsis. Maybe it's like a portable, like some walls I can use so I don't get meat peaked. <laughs> so it would be helpful at Midway Airport. Blinders, um, Midway. Like a meat umbrella or something. Go on. Go on Detour over. Go ahead. Before, yeah, before, before we get off track. I'm going to open this up while you go through the rest of uh, – it sounds like you're giving Tony a lot of compliments. It sounds like well, it's I, all leading up to you're very proud of Tony, I think. I think – no, no, listen. Which you know how I a hate weird thing for you to say as someone that's younger than him. But it is, also, yes, it is. our dynamics of our friendships, like, completely understandable. So I, I want to – to come up with a segment where we give Tony different scenarios in life and find out if he's really becoming an adult or if he's just putting on. Oh, so right? 
Y'all are 100% skeptical. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for one second. I think this is the still the honeymoon phase of him and Steph being together. And he's trying to like, you know, he does all this. Well, she got to she's getting the full Tony Gill experience. But I don't believe that for one second. He's still trying to, you know, he wants his as his lady love, as he said a couple of weeks ago, to get the best parts of him. So I thought of a couple scenarios that I want to give young Anthony and we'll we'll and then at the end of this you and I can decide each week if he's an if he's allowed to be an adult that week or if he's still a child. So these are going to be common scenarios that an adult encounters. Correct. The question will be Tony, what would you do here? Yes. All right, I exactly. like it. All right, Tony. First first scenario. You wake up in the morning on a Friday and it's payday. You go on your app, see the, the direct deposit done hit. Mm-hmm. It's a really good morning. What is the first thing that you do? I pay my uh, car note. All right. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked because that is the correct answer. Maybe. Like the first thing you should do when you get paid as an adult is knock out the bills real quick. Now, what would the priorities be on those bills, by the way, Tone? What would you say you're like? Yeah, all right. I'm, gotta, I'm glad with I don't like this. Like, let's say let's say you you're limited on money and it's because of one reason or another in a certain month. Like what's got to be paid? Uh, the car. Definitely. No, um, that's, that's the one that's, that's no, that's not answer number one. No, no. Wait, what? Shelter and food, buddy. That's where you start. Yep. Like being in the woods. He's correct. He nah, got you, Tony. Yep. That, and, and I think this oh, is a product. Wait, I thought you meant like for me personally. The, for an adult. So it's this is this is be, a, it sounds like it's about to be you personally. Very well, I got it for these things. This is this is where we teach now because this is a product. Right this is a product of you not having your own place. Right. So <laughs> what you'll find that, taken care of. Right. As, yeah, as you, at some point, Tone, that's not free anymore. Yeah, that's not free. Right. <laughs> Somebody's not going to take care of that for you. Yeah. So you got to pay the rent first and foremost, right? Because you can't live in your car, right? That's dead. We don't want that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to pay for the roof over your head. And we can't have you out here bumming food from people. Food right. And shelter, so Tone. food and shelter. And then you knock out the car. There you go. But I, I am pleased to know that of the current bills that you have, you knocked mm-hmm. out your your largest bill first. I think mm-hmm. that's the responsible adult thing to do. Good job, Tom. All right, number two. How many of these you? Do you have? I, we're gonna do two each week. Oh, okay. All right. Two each week. All right. I, I, you, I I'm just thinking of some, but go ahead. Let's hear yours. Okay. You go out. And this is something that happened to you. You go out to dinner. You and yeah. Steph go out to a lovely dinner with Ashley and Jason. It's a double date. Actually pulled from the pages of real life here a couple weeks right. ago. Right. Let's say Mr. Leisure picks up the tab for everybody, right? You guys just have a lovely evening. You go to a nice place. And Jason says, hey, guys, it's on us tonight. And Jason pays for the bill. Mm-hmm. Next month, you guys. Hold on, on. am I doing it real douchey like that, like the way you did it? (laughs) Is that douchey? (laughs) I don't. You don't make necessarily as an adult. You don't make the announcement. All right, right. I'm just saying it for our listeners. Go on. (laughs) That's funny. Um, you guys go out the following month or a couple weeks. Uh Same scenario. 
bill comes, what do you do, Tony? I always reach for it. Do you reach for it or do you pay? Oh, I pay. All right. What do you do? What do you do in that scenario, Russ? Because I, I, this is a good question from real life. I'm mm-hmm. out to dinner with my wife and Tony and his girlfriend, and while I part of me wants to do the nice thing and pick up the tab, I don't want to like show up Tony here. So like, what do you what do you do if you're me in that case? Um, I think it depends. Like, I think if. Having if if you picked up the tab the last time, well, there's no last time. This is the first time. I think you, as the older friend, pick up the first one. Okay. And then Tone pick up the second one. I one thing I hate is arguing over who's picking up the check. I don't like that. I'm not getting. In, I'm not fighting and arguing with anybody about picking up the check. If you insist you're going to pick up the check, then go for it. If I say I'm going to pick up the check, just let, like I don't really care who pays for it. I care about whether we get to do it. And so I hate getting bogged down in this, like, arguing over the check. And so what actually happened was I saw Tony, like, kind of going for his wallet. I'm like, all right, he wants to pay. I want to pay. And like, so I just, like, headed that off right away and was like, let's just split this. Oh, okay. What do you think? No, I think, I think that's fine. Okay. I think it's splitting it is fine. That seems like a way of avoiding an argument. Let's say, Tony, you're at that same dinner. Okay. Let's talk dinner table etiquette here. And you get a bite of something that you do not like for one reason or another. Maybe you're maybe you get a piece of fat in your meat that you can't chew and you got to get that out or you get, take a bite of some side dish that's like you hate the taste of it or something like that. It's got mayonnaise in it. You know, for me, obviously you love mayonnaise the more the better. <laughs> well, what, what do you do then? You got a bite of food in your mouth that you got to get out. And you're at a nice restaurant and you're at a nice dinner. What are you doing? What do you do? <laughs> okay. My first inclination. Take your time, Tone. Take your time. My first inclination is to just like run to the bathroom and maybe spit it out. If it's run that to bad. The bathroom. If it's that bad. Okay. You won't um, be able to talk. If you have that right. in your mouth, you, what are you going to say? You're just going to like. My second inclination. Everyone's going to think that, you're, that something's wrong. But, I mean, you, I'll tell you guys on the way back. Right now, the most pressing matter is something. Something's in my mouth that I do not like. Okay. Yes. Um, correct. And uh, the name of this episode. My my second my second connection is just to swallow it. Just just deal with that one bite and swallow it, and then just say, you know what? I don't, think, I, I, I don't think I like that. I, I won't have any more of whatever that is. <laughs> and, then, and then the third option is to just spit it out in my napkin. Okay, that's 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 what you do, bro. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. you you went to all these other lengths. I'm like Tony. Yeah, you just, it's you do it real smooth, just very discreetly in napkin, and you're done. I was glad he said in his napkin because I thought he was just going to be like just spit it back out on the plate like a child. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. All right, one last universal from, from the universal sign of my disapproval. This is just spinning out on the plate. Everybody must know this is disgusting. Do not try this. Okay, so you're like four. Uh, final scenario from the same evening. You're driving home, mm-hmm. and uh, you see. Never mind. I can't even ask that. Never mind. <laughs> no, you can't. Let, let we can always edit. 
wrong answer again. Uh, all right. So let's say we edited that out. Is for this week's installment of Is Tony an Adult? Does Tony get the adult nod of approval this week? Does he get to move on to like the next round? Of- yes, of adults. I, yeah, I'm going to say yes. What do you I say also that? agree yes, because I was shocked that in the you just get paid what is the first thing that you do portion that he said he paid his largest bill, which yeah. I think is the totally irresponsible adult thing to do. Yeah. I thought he was going to say, yo, I go and I buy some snacks. Yeah, and- sandwich. <laughs> Make a mayo sandwich because it's right. lit because I just got paid. Right. Maybe I t- me and Steph go out. Yeah. And, and then whatever's left, then I'll probably pay my uh my car note. But he took care of all that. So I think Tony, for at least he lives to fight another week as an adult. Congrats, Tony. Russ, are you familiar um, with Nicki Minaj? I know, I know where you're going with this, yes. No, we're not on the news yet. Uh, so the Amazon package that my mom sent me, I was opening that while during the Tony adulting segment, and it is soap and this like uh, metal, it looks like a, a lemon zester, a cheese grater, and it says, mm-hmm. wow, it's, it looks very sharp. I'm a little bit afraid of this, and I might just end up, I might, maybe I'll just keep it next to the on the uh, on the nightstand and use it for protection. If I get attacked, I might just like kind of scratch the person. Saying yeah, yeah, that might work. Uh, would you like to hear the things we did not get to today? Yeah, for sure. From what did I say? This called News Incorporated or something? I can't <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 news service that you made up. Yes. Yeah, Tony. I'm gonna tell you right up. now. Like, there's a reading segment coming up. Can you please be prepared for that? I'm begging you. Okay. We do this every week, so I know we, we know he's thing. not. I know, like, we'll this is not your thing, and today you're, like, especially off for whatever reason, but if you can kind of try to get ready for the reading segment, that'd be great. Russ, Nicki Minaj declined to attend the Met Gala because you got to be vaccinated to get in. Mm-hmm. And she tweeted that. And she said... <laughs> and some other stuff. <laughs> she tweeted a lot of things, and then tried yes. to... And then was mad that people wrote about, you know, that the, the media... The lamestream media, Russ, uh, started writing about all the things that she tweeted. Anyway, she says, if I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. And I like that part. I do like that part. That is a dumb reason to get vaccinated because you feel like because you want to attend a party. That is a dumb reason. You should come up with a good reason and then get vaccinated for that reason. Uh, I'm more concerned that she says she's still doing her research. We're like nine months in on the vaccine. I feel like the doctors have done their research at this point, but Nicki Minaj still working on it, still back there in a lab coat. And we got to be careful here. We got to be careful because have you heard of the barbs with a Z? Oh, they don't play. They'll get you out of here, bro. Yeah. We just, maybe you need to bleep out the name Nicki Minaj, Tony, because, and they'll just think we're talking about somebody else because you, it's, I can, I can tell after five seconds of looking at this on Twitter, you don't want the barbs. No, you man. don't want that. There's a the lot bar- of fan bases like that. Does everybody have their fan base? I know, like Beyonce has has hers. The Beehive, Taylor Swift, definitely. The, the Even Swift uh, what's the, the- uh, Rihanna has like the Navy. Yeah, what's uh, Carrie Underwood who does the Sunday Night Football song? What's hers? I know she has like these people come after you, man. You can't say Kobe anything. stands. Who's that? Kobe stands. Yeah, 
the LeBron people, the Jordan Hive. These, it, 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 I, that's, that's a weird thing to. Um, I, I guess I kind of understand it in sports, but maybe that's just because I work in sports. But in sports, it's more like you're loyal to that player because of the way that they play. Pretty much, it's pretty much all based on how they play. With the musicians, with like the Barb's, the Barb's, and the uh, what's Beyonce's called? Is it called the the, the Beehive? Beehive? The Beehive. beehive. Okay, I was thinking it would be the get, get it right, get it right before I get them on you. All right, the beehive. <laughs> uh, but they'll, they'll like defend anything this person ever says or does, which in Nicki Minaj's case is about to get very interesting here, Russell. Correct. Part of her research includes something that supposedly happened to her cousin's friend. And now, Tony Gill reads. So, guys, uh, Tony Gill glasses couldn't make it, but. I, Tony Gill, am here to read in his place in his stead. So please do then. All that mean all that all that means is uh all that means is Tony forgot his glasses at his house. <laughs> no, he just didn't show up. I'm not we're two different. You know how like sometimes you're <laughs> two different my bad. Yeah, right. You know how like sometimes you're kind of bad on here, but it's funny? Mm-hmm. This show has not been an example of that. This has just been, you know, just bad, bad. Nicki Minaj on COVID vaccine. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Sounds like her cousin's friend got the heavy ones, Russ. Please end this podcast. Unrelated. Cole Beasley had eight catches for 60 yards in the Bills. Oh, my God. Loss <laughs> what a transition. Yeah. What a transition by you, sir. <laughs> That's an excellent shot. Good it's for you. Whoever gives us the whoever produces the that uh, was incorporated. That game. was you knocked down the three and got the foul. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Beasley, friend of the show. Uh, not really. Uh, one of those, Russ, eight catches for 60 yards. Uh, one of those was for 12 yards. So the other seven were for 48. That's uh, that's a lot of real meaningless short seven-yard catches. Um, that is from the school of the Matt Nagy offense. Yeah, he, maybe that'll be the next uh, big free agent acquisition for the Bears. Uh, the, the heavy ones must be slowing him down like Nicki Minaj's cousin friend. <laughs> I was reading. The, I was reading the comments on that Nicki Minaj tweet, and somebody yeah. said it sounded like your boy got an STD. <laughs> right. Yeah, COVID's very serious and has a lot of symptoms. That's not one of them at all. Not even a little. Yo, bro, should get that checked. Yeah. <laughs> if that was a COVID symptom, people would be getting vaccinated. We'd be. Oh yeah, we'd be at a hundred percent vaccination rate. A hundred percent. Easily. Uh, baseball news, Russ. Yeah. The the Subway series was pretty good over the weekend. The Mets. No, it's spicy. I, I usually, that's usually one of those things where I'm like, they they can have it. I don't really care. Uh, Mets Yankees means nothing to the rest of the country, but this was pretty good. Uh, the, the Saturday night game two of the series, the Mets suspect the Yankees of whistling to signal pitches. And then Sunday, Francisco Lindor hits a home run. And I believe it's his second home run of the game at this point. Whistles at the Yankees dugout as he's trotting past and then Giancarlo Stanton hits a homer in the seventh inning and he 
gets into it with Lindor while he's doing his trot. The bench is clear. Typical baseball fight where like nothing really happens, just a bunch of hugging and yelling. Uh, and then Lindor ends it with his third homer in the eighth to win seven six. Pretty good. No, a lot of theatrics in that game. Very entertaining. Baseball needs more of that. They need more of the person. I, I love baseball, so you don't have to convince me. I grew up with baseball. I've been playing baseball since I was like four years old. I love watching baseball. I love going to baseball games. You don't have to change a thing to get me, but you, you do to get younger people, to get Tony. Tony raises his hand on, a, on an audio podcast. Uh, and, and embracing personality and drama is an idea that has worked very well for the NBA. And finally, Russ, uh, five zebras have had their run of Prince George's County, Maryland, since escaping two weeks ago. They are still on the loose. Uh, do you care to guess why they haven't been caught yet? No. Nobody, nobody wants to do the deed and shoot them. Well, that definitely is part of it. They're not going to hunt them. But uh, they're just too fast, quote unquote, says local animal control chief Rodney Taylor. Uh, zebras can run 40 miles an hour. If you've ever seen any of the nature shows like on Disney Plus or uh, Planet Earth, they, they outrun a lion sometimes. So sometimes they're faster than a lion. So they're definitely faster than uh, Rodney Taylor, I think. Uh, they escaped from a local farm that was licensed to hold 39 zebras. Uh, I don't think that's where those zebras want to be, just a guess. So I'm not surprised that five of them took the opportunity to break free. And people have been spotting these zebras in the woods and near their houses. Sounds pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Russ, don't even act like that's nothing. <laughs> you looked out your apartment and saw a zebra walking through the par- parking lot. You'd just be like, well, weird if, zebra. Uh, <laughs> yes. If you guys were an escaped animal, which escaped animal would you be? Uh, Wait, whoa, Russ, don't answer that. Why? I don't even know. I don't even know what. <laughs> no, I don't know, know why I can't be an escaped animal. I mean, you can answer if you want. I was just trying to make sure we're all protected here. Why would we not be protected? What are, what are you about to say that's about to get us canceled? You guys, also, I, I, also, I, I, that's I, a thought. This is like the first time that thought's ever entered your mind. The entire time we've been doing the show. What's right. We've been doing the show for seven months now. Yeah. Um. I didn't, I, I didn't want to equate uh, a black man as an escaped animal. And I was trying to avoid that, but I caught it too late. Okay, well, thanks, we've, thanks, we've put that out we're, there. We're there. That's now. not what you mean. Okay. Okay. Russ, if you could be an animal, what animal would you want to be? I mean, that, thanks to Tony getting socially conscious. Just forget it. Just forget it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to do this anymore. Okay. My answer is jaguar. <laughs> okay, so anyway, it's pretty weird that zebras are out walking around in the loose. Uh, except, weird to everyone except Russ, who would see a zebra walking around outside his apartment and just be like, that's a weird dog. Uh, okay so here's here's where it gets weirder though there was an accusation that congresswoman eleanor holmes norton was the one who let them loose and that sounds crazy but it was serious enough of an allegation that she put out a statement about it and i have that here and the title of this press release is Norton denies responsibility for setting zebras free, supports freedom generally. 
So she's in favor of freedom overall, but she is making clear to everyone that she is not the one who set these zebras free. She says local news, and this is a statement, Russ. This is a written okay. statement. Okay, from the I see it. I see it. Congresswoman's office. Local news has reported that the zebras were let loose on Saturday or Sunday of last weekend, a period of time during which I was enjoying quiet time at home with my family. My alibi is solid. <laughs> said, said almost no innocent person ever, I think. So now I'm suspicious. Like once she puts out the statement, now I'm kind of wondering. Where was she really on Saturday and Sunday? Innocent people don't use the word alibi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, by definition, it means what she it, it means what she's saying. But you're right. That's that's the vernacular of someone who's uh, trying to cover something up. So now I allegedly, 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 allegedly. But now I suspect the congresswoman just a little bit. Uh, my alibi is solid. But given my career of fighting for statehood for the district, she's the uh, congresswoman for Washington, D.C., uh, which includes years of explaining the importance of having consent of the governed. I can't believe this is still a statement about zebras. Uh, and given my recent opposition to fences, I can understand why the change was made, why the charge was made, excuse me. I, I hope the owners find the zebras and that all involved live long, full lives. Uh, she opposes fences because they put fences around, they, were, they put temporary fences around the Capitol after the riots. And uh, Congresswoman Norton believes that that is kind of sending a bad message to the people like this is not your government. Uh, It's quite a leap from there to say that she doesn't want zebras fenced in at some neighboring farm. But then again, that statement, like, I feel like that's something you don't respond to. (laughs) Yeah, she got pretty defensive. Yeah. Like if I like if there were zebras on the loose and I was like, Russ, you did this, didn't you? You would No, I didn't. I have the statement, see, right. and I have an alibi. Yeah, yeah you, well, you would just say no, because you didn't do it. You wouldn't be Exactly. Thou dost protest too much. I was out with my family. I know everyone thinks I want to set zebras loose because that's my thing, but it, it wasn't me this time. I mean, anytime. You know what have been funny? If she would have tweeted out uh, the Shaggy song and then just left it at that. That would have been funny. That's how you get reelected right there. Mm-hmm. The Twitter funnies. This has been <laughs> quite the episode. Um, by the time you hear it, <laughs> it's probably going to be very much edited because <laughs> the first, let me tell you guys, the first 10 minutes of this podcast I don't know, can see the light of day, but we'll figure that out. That will have to get it out. a lot of vetting from the legal department, I think. Yeah, uh, the and, legal and, department and, and, but, at Sports so LLC. If it didn't, if it doesn't make it through, um, it was honestly just Tony describing a normal day in his life. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to listen to the Sports Adjacent <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Please download, subscribe. Uh, you, uh, I don't even know what because I've read my words. Email us. You can find the email address on the Twitter page. I love when uh, something happens on the show that makes you laugh so much that you are not functional. <laughs> and I forget my yeah, like you, yeah. you just can't do anything because you're just laughing. I, I'm lost. It usually means it's a good show. Um, you can find this on iTunes. 
Stitcher, Pandora, anywhere else, Pandora podcast, anywhere that has podcasts, you can find this show. I, I think uh, that pretty much does it for this week, and we will see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.